Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening and welcome to It's 11, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans. And tonight we're joined by a West Ham fan as well, PDC darts referee, Russ Bray. Russ, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Mark. Um, I'm looking forward to this, actually. It should be, uh, be interesting, especially after all of the Lions game. Yeah, it was either get you on before the game and uh, talk aimlessly about it or take the risk that we were going to get beaten there. Uh, it sort of was the result that satisfies all, really, wasn't it? Well, from a, yeah. from an end point. I, I think you boys, like, I think you boys would be disappointed it's so late. I mean, we've had it a couple of times, I said to you earlier on, you know, with uh, Man United, they scored, well, we had a penalty saved in the 94th minute to make it to all. We lost 2 1 at home, and then when we was away, Rashford scored in the 93rd minute for them to win 1 0. So, you know, no points and all in the 90 minute goals, you know, it's um, and it's disappointing, but uh, that's like you guys never lost today. So. You sure you, you weren't there today with the Leicester shirt on, uh, just to make sure <laughs> that happened again? <laughs> you would, you? You would have <laughs> We've also got uh, Steve and, uh, and Ian on the show as well. Ian, I think you've listened to every one of our shows so far. You and Steve go way back, don't you? So it's great to have you with us as well. Back in days at school. <laughs> Steve, how, how are you as well? Good weekend? Yeah, good. It's been... Uh, I haven't seen Ian actually for a, a, about 25 years. So um, it's been good to catch up, have a few drinks, watch a bit of rugby, watch a bit of football tour around Aberdeen and, and, and the area. We did a walking tour on Saturday. So I, I learned some we're stuff. Not gonna, new. <laughs> we're not going to bore people with that, I don't think, are we? We're no, I don't think so. Skip no. away from that one, yeah. Needless on to say, a football front, front, on a yeah. football front, they've put up a new statue of 
Dennis Law in the last month in the in the city. Of course, he's a very famous son of uh, Aberdeen. And also sat the manager this morning as well. Yeah. So Ian told me I missed that on the radio, but yeah, it was on the radio. People don't didn't rate him. I mean, it's been a pretty poor start for Aberdeen this year. Yeah, Barry's obviously kept us uh, kept us aware of that as we've been going through. He's not come on today. Nothing to do with Aston Villa losing uh, uh, way at uh, Newcastle today. That was a pretty pretty poor game as well. But Russ, we're delighted to have you with us. I'm a big darts fan. I was. Uh, over in Bel- not Belfast, in Dublin at the City West a few years ago. Um, oh, absolutely amazing venue. We've got to spend some time with some of the players and stuff like that. But first and foremost, how, how are you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how am I, did you say? Sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, me first. Brilliant. Yeah, feel good. Couldn't yeah. feel better. Couldn't feel better. Really looking forward to this year. We've got some uh, outstanding tournaments coming up, as always. And uh, yeah, right, looking forward to it. I've got a bit of a, a Q&A that I put out there on our social media earlier later, if that's all right. Some people people want some of the uh, some of the juiciness, but just in terms of yourself, yeah. are, are you full-time in the PC? Do you travel around with the fellas whenever yeah. they're playing their, their weekly tournaments? Uh, not so much the weekly one, because I'm in a bit in Barnsley and Wigan this week on the pro tour there. I don't do that one. Um, but I certainly do, like, obviously, the major tournaments. Um, I go out to Australia, America... Uh, I do the Asian tour, so yeah, I certainly go everywhere with the guys on, on all the major stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's a dream job that is. You're just smiling as you're talking about it. Must be if you like. It's funny. Sorry, Steve. It's funny you should, uh, Mark. It's funny you should say that because I've just had um, an email come through today to ask me to do a job in Russia um, for next year, and I've just got flights booked to do a job in Mongolia of all places. Would you believe it? Oh wow. Serious, wow. yeah. So well, I'm off to Mongolia in May to do a tournament out there. So, we'll get if to you need anyone there. to carry your bags, uh, give us a shout. I can, I can do yeah, that. Where, where are you in Luke? Where are you, Leicester? So, so you go... no, no, I'm, uh, I'm in the West Midlands. So I'm just outside oh, yeah. of Cannock, near, near Wolverhampton, where obviously you've spent a bit. Where if you go yeah, to yeah. Newcastle, that's where the back of the queue is. So uh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> you've, been doing this, you've been doing this a while now, haven't you? I was doing a bit of my research, like I could do all of our guests. In 96 that you you got into the, the PDC, but you were a darts player before that, weren't you? I was, yeah. I played county darts, so I played to a decent level. And I was lucky enough to play pairs with Bristow and uh, people like Dave Askew in the day. So, um, yeah, I, I played to a reasonable I was never going to be any, uh, as, well, never going to be as good as these guys. You might nick a leg, you might nick a set, but um, to maintain that and win big tournaments, I wasn't I wasn't as good as that, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, loved the game, I enjoyed the game of darts and uh, yeah, I travelled a bit as well, as well while I was playing. Is that how you got yeah. into it then, Russ? Because you were a player first, is that yeah. how you got to being a rep? Yeah. Yeah, what happened was the, um, a county match, a county match is set up pretty much like you see on the telly, really. You've got a stage, you've got a referee, you've got your markers up there. Uh, and then the players get announced on the stage. And um, the caller never turned up, the guy doing the announcing and the calling, uh, one of our home county matches. So I said, OK, I said, I'll call a couple of games to help out before I played, uh, which is what I'd done. I walked off and uh, someone said, oh, mate, that sounded all right. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. Said, I really enjoyed it. Because it, it was so different to what I'd done before. Um, then the following home county match, he never turned up again. And, and to be honest, never seen him since. 
So I become the county caller with another guy called Trevor Wood, who was like the main man. Um, then you had the big splitting darts with the PDC and yeah. the BBO, or WDC as it was then. And um, I was asked if I was interested in being a reserve referee with the other two referees who are most famous of them all, Freddie Williams and Bruce Bentley, um, to join them as a reserve. And I said, yes, I don't really do politics in sport or politics in general. So I said, because you was all getting banned at the time if you had anything to do with the people. So I said, yeah, I'd love to. And I went to Blackpool in 96 and called at the World Match Play, walked off there, Tommy Cox, taking no longer with us, who was one of the, um, he was the tournament director and one of the three guys that formed the PDC. Um, Jeremy said, we're not having a reserve referee, we're having three referees, welcome to the PDC. And uh, that's where it kicked in for me. So it's uh, got in by accident and, you know, here I am 26, 26 years later. You owe that wow. family a drink, don't you, if you see him again? Let's, let's put it that way, the call of the turn up. Steve Smiley, wherever you are, <laughs> Smiley, yeah, get hold of us. <laughs> and obviously we've, uh, we've asked John, because you're, you're a West Ham fan, so have you always been a, a happy hammer? Always, yeah, yeah. I was born in Essex, um, and as a kid we used to get on a seven to eight green line, which used to be at the top of my road, get on the bus there, and that used to drop me right outside the bowling, literally. So it's just one bus all the way there. Um, I was born in South Hockingham, which is just down from Dagenham. So, you know, off the A13, I don't even know that way. I don't suppose. But I was born in South Hockingham. So you've got South Hockingham, Dagenham. Then obviously you go on to Cannon Town, um, which is where the Amazon off the Barking Road there. So uh, always been Amazon Point ever since. But Dad took me my first game in 1965 um, when West Ham played Spurs at, uh, at the bowling. The, you could not see a blade of grass. There was not a blade of grass on it. It was just all brown, thick mud. Um, two all draw. And walked away from there. My dad turned around and said to me, tell you what, son, you'll never see a better game of football in your life. And what uh, I remember of it, which is nothing now. But uh, yeah, so that was my introduction to, uh, to West End. That sounds about the same era that you were getting into Leicester, Steve. I think we were probably at different levels even in those days, weren't we? Yeah, I think so. We 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 were up and down. I, I my father used to take me to the reserves because he was a season ticket holder in the sixties, and I think the first season I started going on my own was about seventy seventy one. So I was about nine or ten, and I think that was the season we got back promoted because we got relegated the year we were in the cup final in sixty nine, and I think we were down for two seasons. And I really started going a lot more in that promotion season sixty nine seventy. Or 70-71, sorry. And how about you, Ian? When did you start coming down the uh, last... My first game was a year before, Steve. An earlier part of 1969. Yeah, midweek game in October. We won 1-0. Can't remember who we played now. It was was something being freezing cold. (laughs) And uh, recently, I just had to go on to eBay and find the programme. I should have brought it with me to uh, wave it around a bit tonight. But yeah. And you found found that programme, did you? I found it on eBay. I didn't yeah, have it for the original time, but yeah. Yeah, my yeah. father wasn't particularly a big fan, but I remember going to the uh, the FA Cup final in 69 and I, I couldn't go. I stayed at home kicking a ball against the fence in the back garden that afternoon, getting quite frustrated. But uh, of course, then we lost as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we tended to, though, didn't we, in those days in the, the Cup finals? Yeah. You, yeah. Must have had some glo- you must have had some glorious days supporting uh, West Ham there. If you saw them win the World Cup as it was back in the, the day there. It's early what we've done, wasn't it? Eh? West Ham won the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. 
66, yeah. famous 66, they're cheering and shouting and jumping about. And funny enough, um, although my dad, my dad was born not far from where I live now, he's born in Bury St Edmunds, and uh, Ipswich, he's got a sort of an affinity with Ipswich, I don't, obviously with him living there, uh, uh, being born there. But he was mainly a Spurs follower, and I uh, always used to rib him all the years, you know, West Ham won the, West Ham won the Cups. Yeah, some good days, great days. Great days. Great days. Great days at the minute as well. Really exciting side that they've got back down now at the uh, the Olympic Stadium. That yeah. what you call it? the the London Stadium. You don't call it the Olympic Stadium, do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Olympic um, <laughs> They must be looking upwards. Do you think they can get into the Champions League this year, Russ? No, you've got to be really. I mean, we've had what 25, 26 games now. We've got three or four teams behind us that have only had 22, 23. Um, Mark, I remember twenty, um, and. Uh, realistically, this year, I've, I would have said seven. Seven, eight, realistically. You know, I mean, yeah, we're sitting in the fall, but we, there's no way we'll stay there. You're only a point ahead, we've got two games in hand on us, so, no, no. We'll give you a bit of advice about qualifying for the Champions League. The best thing to do is to be in the top four all season and then in the last two games there, uh, drop out. Oh, that's, what, that's what we've been doing. So, you know, we're... They're not bothering this year. If you're not up there, you can't bottle it, can you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one way to look at it. That's one way to look at it. Oh, Tom's just joining us now as well. He's literally just back from today's game. Um, I think we'll start on today's game, actually. I've seen him a few times in the crowd today. I wasn't able to, to get down there. But, Tom, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. Um, it was an interesting game, wasn't it? <laughs> I think yeah. I kind of called it at two all, but um, awful first half. And I think from from what I've just heard on the radio on the way home, a lot of people have glossed over that fact, and it's as if the first half didn't even happen, and we're all we're all moaning about the second half. But one of the worst halves of football I think I've seen down the KP. Yeah, well, you yeah. just joined us at the perfect time, actually, and um, we're just about to discuss that. We've just been discussing West Ham sort of. Uh, recent history where they're at at the minute and uh, we've got and then Russ is obviously with us from the, the PDC you know Russ don't you Tom because we were there in Dublin I do uh, indeed yeah great yeah. times yeah. <laughs> how are you doing so yeah we're going to be fangirling a little bit tonight yeah. I think <laughs> yeah it was a really surreal tournament that was for us because we've never really been to um, well we've never been abroad to the dance we were in the bar at the City West we stayed at City West yeah. And I looked around and I said, Tom, Gary Anderson's there. <laughs> he was there next to us and Wayne Mardell and people like that. It seemed a really relaxed atmosphere. Is that general for when you, you guys are, are on tour, is it? Very much so, very much so. It's um, it, it's funny because, obviously, I know the players, I know them personally as well, We also know their wives and their kids and, uh, and everything yeah. else. You know? So uh, it, it's surprising just... Um, the competitive nature that you see on the stage is totally different to what they're like off it. You know yeah. what I mean? It, uh, these boys, they're, they're family guys. Um, they're, they're passionate with their family as well. And, and, and a lot of time bring them along. So, of course, we get to know them as well, the wives and the kids. And it, it, it's, it's lovely. And it is very much a family feel to it in that sense. Yeah, it's just amazing how much it's grown there, isn't it, over the last sort of, let's say, 10 years. And um, I think 2012 was when we went there, wasn't it, to, to the City West. And I remember we were standing talking to Michael Smith, who'd beaten Peter Taylor for, 
for that first time, I think, where he had his first real big result. Yeah. And then we were talking to him outside, weren't we? After we were, and we said, look, <laughs> you guys are the next rock stars. And he was like, what, what are you talking about? But they are. They, they, what, a, what a life they're giving to themselves and their families. He's got a farm as well, isn't he? Old uh, Michael Smith. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's, got, got, he's, got, he's, got, he's got chickens. Yeah. Well, he's got chickens. I'm not sure if that qualifies as a farm. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. You've got chickens. You've got a farm. There, I'll go with it. There we go. <laughs> That's the new law of the uh, <laughs> jungle. <laughs> That's definitely getting edited out, by the way. That's coming out. But let's let's talk about today's game. That's obviously a big reason why we, we've called you on, Russ. But Steve, yep. before the game, would you have took a point off West Ham at home today? Yeah, um, I, I predicted one all, and that's because I, I don't generally predict us to lose, which is why I'm bottom of the of our prediction league. Um, so yeah, but right at the end, of course not. You you hope we'd hang on and win, um, especially after playing so well in the second half and actually restricting West Ham to very little throughout the whole game, really. Um, mm. And um, so, yeah, it was disappointing, but I would have took a draw and a good performance before the game, yeah. Obviously, it didn't quite unfold the, the way that we thought it might. Um, Russ, b- before the game with West Ham fans, how do they see as Leicester as a place to go? Because... In recent years, you've turned us over quite a, a number of times there and actually uh, battered us on a couple of occasions. I think last time was that when uh, Bowen scored, the, or 4 0 scored, didn't he? That big long ball over the top. I think we lost 3 0 at home there. Yeah. Uh, is there any fear in coming to Leicester or did you think it was going to um, be three points? Yeah, uh, again, I think you guys have proved yourself to be a, a tough team to play. And I, I'll, I'll be honest, I was the same as Steve, that I'd have given it a draw and I would have took a draw. All day long coming down there because it's um, it's not an easy place to play, and, uh, and I'm pretty certain you know it's. Um, I, I, I put Brendan Rodgers in the same line as I put David Moyes. To be honest with you, it's a mm. similar style of manager, um, and he is superb, absolutely superb. So you're always gonna you're, you've got to earn what you get, basically, which is what we got away with today. The first half we did play far better than you guys, or you guys didn't play as well anywhere near like you should have done. Um, giving away the penalty at, at half-time uh, because that's a bad time to give a, a goal away anyway. Um, but second half, obviously what um, Rodgers had said to the players, it really, really changed it round because also new boys just came out, came at us. And uh, Steve said, restricted us to very, very, very little. Restricted us to nothing. Um, scored a cracking second goal. And uh, no, I, I, I I'll tell you what, it, it's not an easy place to go. Leicester ain't at the KP, ain't an easy place. Just going back to what you said there about Brendan Rodgers, would it surprise you to know that there is a growing section of the fan base now that are asking for Rodgers to be removed from his position? Oh, you're kidding me, yeah? Oh, no. I, I think from the outside, people can't see that. I, I'll be honest, I'm probably one of those, but we'll <laughs> skip over that. <laughs> well... As I said, well, you know, in all honesty, you guys will know a lot more than I do. You know, yeah. obviously, because you follow it in the inside out and all the rest of it. Um, I'm basically outside looking in, and I've always viewed Brendan Rogers as as a terrific, a terrific manager, as a terrific manager. It's, yeah. uh, 
I put him on the same lines as Moyes, really, in, in a yeah. similar style of person. You know, to get the yeah. same goal. And that's what you want. You, you know, he can only play with what you've got. Um, we got, I mean, Declan Rice, Declan Rice is just absolutely mustard to me. He's one of the best players in the country at the moment. Um, and proves that week in, week out. And if we can hold on to him, that would be amazing. I don't think we will by the end of the season, but if we can, that would be fantastic. Um, but people like Moyes and people like Brendan Rodgers get the best out of the players that they've got. And, and that's shown each week, I think. You have bad days. We all have. No one's going to stay at the top all the time. No one's going to win everything. And uh, no, as I say, that's why I think uh, that's why I think he's such a good manager. Four wins in twenty games now, Ian. Um, how, how are you feeling about Brendan's tenure at Leicester? Are you still very much behind him? Uh, I am. I think yes. I, I got quite close to uh, joining your camp. <laughs> Uh, but today, I, I felt more positive about today. <laughs> I thought it might come out of the results. Though. My prediction was 2-1 to Leicester. Uh, then to think, I'd be happy with a 2-2 draw. Yeah. Uh, and, and you said earlier about how poor the first half was, but I thought they began to turn it around in the first half. There was a little pitch bit, uh, bit about, about 25 minutes where they had a, a bit of better play. Then the crowd started to get behind towards the end of the first half. So I saw things getting better in the second half. Unfortunately, that was the way, the way it turned out. But, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm still with him at the minute, to answer your original question. Yeah. Okay, good. You know, two sides to every, uh, every thought process. And then... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Respect both of those those sides. Tom, the, the atmosphere in the ground seems tense. From the, I was only able to watch on TV today. You were there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it seemed tense. It seemed like they were getting booed at sort of 10, 15 minutes when they were passing sideways. Uh, how, yeah. how would you describe it from within the ground? Yeah. Uh, well, it seemed a bit flat in the first half, to be honest. And, well, uh, 10 minutes in, obviously, we can see the goal. And uh, it seemed a really simple a simple uh, move, really, for, for West Ham to score. And after that, yeah, the the crowd really didn't get behind him at all in that first half. It was it was pretty poor to watch. Um, it was almost like when when we got the penalty as well and and scored it, it was like you were embarrassed to to celebrate the goal really because the performance had been that bad from us that it uh, yeah it just fell fell a bit flat. I, I, I wouldn't agree with you, Tom. I didn't think the performance was that bad. I thought West Ham were the better team. Mm. I think they only had two chances in the first half. Right. And, and the, you know, the first one was diabolical. So I don't think we created enough. But I think we, you know, we held our own, I think, and showed a bit more fight and passion. And it's all you could hear was the West Ham fans on the TV. Yeah. You couldn't hear yeah. Leicester fans. And I could see Tillemans trying to get the fans going, particularly after his penalty goal and whatever, because we were really, it was a bit like a library, wasn't it? It was it a bit was before that, I think he tried to get them going, wasn't it? He had yeah. that shot wide that he hit first time. That's he was giving it. it. Yeah. yeah. He was giving it up to the crowd. Sorry, Tom. No, you're all right. 
Yeah, um, it was just a flat first half and it it took a while to pick up in, in, in the second half as well in terms of the crowd interaction. Um, but, you know, we, we played a hell of a lot better and we sort of took the, took the game by the scruff of the neck and had a lot more possession and you saw a lot more forward play. Um, so it's a shame that sort of dropped off uh, with later substitutions. Um, Jared Bowen scored the first goal, goal Russ. Here's some player, isn't he? You know, West Ham have picked up, and we've said on this show many times, actually, that they picked up players that were probably in the market that we would expect to be shopping in. So Ben Rama and Bowen, and, and maybe even Suchek and, and players like that. But um, he's playing really, he feels like part of the fixtures and fittings at West Ham, doesn't he? When he, that ball goes through, you know that's a goal. You always fancy it every time, every time it goes to Bowen, you fancy it. Um, I honestly think he's going to be called up Ringland next. I really do. He's, he's, he's got to be, well, it's certainly got to be looking at him because he, he is becoming very much a, a prime target, you know. It's um, especially Rice in the midfield, they're feeding him or something like that. Um, yeah, I think but every time Bowen gets the ball, you expect him to score, that's for sure. Certainly, certainly in the box. Cracking. Too easy, though. Was too easy, really, from a Leicester point of view, Steve. Just a ball over the top. Really poor defensively by I think it was a Marty that lost it, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. No, it was uh, James Justin and Sionchu. Um, he was in the middle of them two. Uh, and Marty was on um, the big guy, and but Marty played played him on side because he actually saw what was happening and started to go back. But Sionchu and James Justin went forward for some reason before they went back, which is why he burst through so easily. Um, I was I was watching the analysis on after the game on Sky, and uh, I think it was Sunus and a few of the others were saying, you know, what? Why are they going forward? We weren't in control of the ball. We're open to the long ball. They should have been ready, not necessarily going back, but ready to go back, and they weren't even in yeah. a position to go back. So he burst through the middle of uh, James Justin and Sionchu, and probably JJ had the best view of what was going on but got completely caught out. Um, so the reason Amati was on his heels when he took the shot was because he was the one that that turned quickest, uh, saw what was going on, and was closer to him than the other two. Yeah, he came the first half, though, didn't he? Yeah, it, was, it was poor, yeah. Oh, he did. He did have, he had a very nervous half, didn't he? Was that the ball he played across? Uh, when he, it, it kind of dropped almost in between him yeah. and Schmeichel. He couldn't have played it back to Schmeichel. And he just half half hit it sideways, and it went between the West Ham players' legs or something. How, it, you know, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, he didn't look great, um, but he got better as the game went on. But he had a very nervy start, I think. Luckily, time didn't he as well? So that again, sorry. Then Michael got angry with him a couple of times on particular yeah, times. He did yeah. carry on playing. He was very sort of. Uh, yeah, that, that was a really bizarre moment in the ground. Um, and then, of course, Amati was getting booed for, <laughs> for, getting, for sort of caring about uh, Antonio. But <laughs> it looked like the way we were going to try, try and fight back in the game was to, to get a bit physical, actually. There were some immediate challenges in that first half. But the way we did get back into it was a, a bizarre handball, really, by Creswell right on half-time. Uh, Russell, I'm not sure really what was going on in his, his mind there because it didn't really look like he had his view um, blocked too much, but his, his elbow went up and it was a definite penalty, wasn't it? 
Oh, yeah, 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 Penalty all day long. I, I, again, like I say, I was watching it afterwards. And um, I was saying, yeah, basically, he mistimed it. He just mistimed his jump. And strong uh, uh, on the arm. No, you couldn't, uh, you, you couldn't dispute that in any way, shape, or form. Penalty all day long, you know. It's a uh, bad time to give one away just, just before half-time, bad time. Yeah. Uh, and you know that your intelligence is going to score penalties, don't you, Tom? The, the, what you wouldn't have seen from with, within the ground was on Sky, the infographic came up where he puts his penalties and they're all, all right. pretty much in the same, all in the same side, the same place. So right. the keeper would have known that. So to still go that way and score yeah. is quite difficult. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought he made a good effort at trying to save it. And yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised if he'd have got to it, to be honest. But um, yeah, well placed in the corner. It's just come up on my phone while we've been talking to breaking news that Brendan Rodgers has said that Yuri Tillemans has not turned down uh, Leicester's contract, uh, which has been widely widely reported this week, mm. Steve. Is that something that surprises you a little bit? Um, well, I'm never too sure. He said it on uh, after the game, actually, on the Sky interview. He said, uh, uh, no, he's not turned down the contract. He hasn't signed it, but he's not turned it down. Um, it's still being dealt with. Um, and he said, so where all this stuff comes around, I've heard the stuff in the press, it's absolutely not true. Uh, he's not made a decision um, and he's not said he's not going to sign it and, and he hasn't signed it, obviously. So, And Roger still thinks there's a chance that he could persuade him to stay on. We'll see. But imagine, Russ, if West Ham get Champions League this year, this fellow wants Champions League football. What a midfield that would be. Suchet, Rice, Tillemans for 45, 50 million. You'd have that, wouldn't you? Not All day long. <laughs> be lovely. I think we could, that's how we get West Ham into the big six, isn't it? Doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Russ, I just throw- wanted to say, Russ, by the way, that's the last two home games we've drawn having been winning going into the uh, into injury time. And two games, it's like two lots of 90, but my maths isn't very good. What's that again? Um, no, it's mine these days. <laughs> well, don't forget mine's been 91 and 93, and I have a score of 184 dots. <laughs> 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 there you go. <laughs> You're trying to get a 180 out of him, there, I'm trying to get a 180 out of him, yeah. Hey, this is brilliant. They got it. <laughs> well, come it's on. not <laughs> anybody here, is it? <laughs> no, exactly. Might as well give us one for free, eh, Ross? Exactly. No problem. <laughs> um, second half, Steve, was a bit of a throwback, wasn't it, of Leicester? In terms of the way that we played, the shackles came off. Harvey Barnes was tearing Kufal, a bit of a new one. And we fully deserved to go in front, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. We played very well as the second half wore on. And Roger said he just told them to play with a bit more confidence and go forward. You know, I think we've lost the confidence that much. It's easy to tippy-tap it around at the back, but it's not what Rogers wants. And uh, and obviously, when they're... When they're uh, worried about what's going to happen. That seems to be where the players are without the leadership on the park. And uh, so I think he had a right go at them at half-time and told them to be more courageous on the ball. And they were. Dewsbury Hall was great, wasn't he? Finding little spaces, getting the ball running forward. 
Barnes was, uh, yeah, he had Kufal on toast, didn't he? And a fantastic uh, cross for Ricardo's equaliser as well. But was probably a little bit greedy towards the end a couple of times when he when he got on the edge of the box and uh, tried to shoot when there was no space. But yeah, it, it was a much better second half performance. You're pleased to see Ricardo back on the score sheet, Ian Lee. Uh, long time, two years since his last goal, also against West Ham. Absolutely, and a good header as well, wasn't it? And our second header all season as well. So it's a, yeah, good goal. Plain desire there, wasn't it, to get on the end of that? Because he had no real right to win the header, I don't think. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of players that have come back from injury, Tom, James Justin goes down with an injury. He said, I could could read his lips that he said it's hamstring. I don't think he probably needed to, but yeah, it looks like he's going to be out for a little while again now. Yes, shame really, isn't it? Because, you know, of all of the um, the defenders that have kind of come, well, come back into the squad, the young lads, he's, he's one of the sharper looking ones, really. So it's a shame that we're going to gonna miss out on him. Um, although with, you know, with Ricardo back in, at least that gives you a bit more cover. Um, but it's just one of those positions where we're, we're just struggling, aren't we? We're struggling to keep someone strong enough to play a good run of games. Yeah, I will say Luke Thomas had a storming game when he came yeah, he on. From, I think. Yeah. One of his better games. And then the 90th minute, the fourth corner of the, the game for West Ham. I thought we did well to restrict them, but Russ, I'm, I'm not sure if you know, but Craig Dawson is actually fairly well thought of in, in Leicester. There's a bit of a story to that, but back in 2016 when we won the league, the game yeah. before um, Spurs drew with Chelsea, they played West Brom and Craig Dawson scored the, the equaliser in that game, um, yeah. which sort of halted Spurs' run before Chelsea did. In, uh, but he scored in his last couple of games against us now. What did you think to that goal? Handball or was it was it legal? Well, obviously it was legal, but did you think it was going to be handball? Oh, well, yeah, I've done all the VAR and all that. I mean, I'm a great fan of that either, personally. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, again, it's, it was a bit like Crystal's missed time jump, really, if you know what I mean. It sort of seemed to hit him top shoulder, so to speak. Um, but, I mean, they deemed it as a goal, so, so there it is, who am I to say it isn't. But, um, yeah, got away with that, man. We got away with it. We got away with the draw. That's for sure. And so that's probably, probably about right. You're happy with that? You're happy with the point? Um, <laughs> when you're home, draw your ways. That was always what uh, what we yeah. was told. So, uh, you know, you, you, you go away somewhere and you walk away with a point. And again, like I'm saying that earlier on, you know, you go to, I mean, say Phil, you go to the Cape of you know, and yeah, you know, it's... Um, you're grabbing a point away from home. And, and it's not as though you're not a decent side, you know. We, we go to say, I'm not saying Norwich or Watford are not decent, but we've gone there before now in seasons past where we should be walking it and we're going, we're losing 2 well, 1 nil, you know. And they're the ones that they're the ones that you've really got to stand on. You guys, yeah. you, Man U's, Man City's, Liverpool's, you're talking with Arsenal's. If you can grab a point at their ground, um, yeah, that, 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 that's tidy. It's going to feel like a much better point for West Ham, Tom, isn't it, than Leicester? What was the atmosphere like in the ground? And what did you see of the goal? Because you robbed it the other end in the cop, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't say that I saw anything wrong with it because I was so far away. Um, 
Really disappointing though, because you know when we bring on a Vestergaard um, with a few minutes to go, you, you know you're kind of inviting um, crosses and corners onto us. We, we knew that was the way it was going to go. And then you're thinking, oh, if this kind of goes tits up, it's kind of on Brendan, isn't it? Isn't it for that? So, mm. um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a bit of a mood killer, but I think for us to get a point, it's a step in the right direction. Um, and I feel like we all felt we we got a bit of a second chance at the end of that first half anyway, by getting the penalty. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's a fair result, to be honest. It feels like two points to drop over, doesn't it, Steve? 90, 90 off minute again. If it was us equalising, it would have felt like a great point. Yeah, it, do, it does feel like we threw it away again. I think even Brendan Rodgers said that's seven points dropped in the last three home games now in injury time um, with Tottenham, Brighton and now West Ham. And uh, yeah, I, I think we had enough chances in the second half to probably to have a two-goal cushion. And we might not have deserved it on the first half performance, but in the second half maybe. But we didn't get we didn't get any more goals. And that and to be honest, the other three corners and three kicks, we defended without an issue. Uh, not the usual scares and people just heading over and wide. So I wasn't as nervous as normal. But obviously, conceding a corner in injury time, you're going to be a little bit nervous being Leicester City. And to be honest, Amati didn't wasn't strong enough. And um, looking at the replays afterwards, it hit his bicep. And what VIR said was the referee gave it, and they couldn't see enough reasons to say it was a clear and obvious mistake. Uh, Soonest, I, it should have been handball. Well, Soonest says Soonest says to me, and that's that. <laughs> um, but it, but it's not. Uh, did the mentality change in that last 20 minutes? I think when James Madison went off, maybe we went a little bit more defensive, allowed West Ham a lot more time on the ball. I think so, yes. No, yeah, yeah I agree with you. The last five or ten minutes, definitely. Yeah. God, boss. It's a bit of a shame. It seemed to be set back, it seemed to be set back in the last five or ten. It seemed to be set back a lot, um, you know, trying to hold on to your 2 1 lead, basically, is what it looked like. Um, so, I mean, Again, I suppose it should have been wrapped up a lot earlier. You know, a lot of opportunities earlier on in the half, second half there, to turn us over um, and never took them. Um, and as I say, I think, you know, we're going to walk away from there to say, oh, thank you very much, we've got a point. I can understand it from your perspective saying, you know, we've lost three points, but, yeah. um, oh, we lost two points, but yet you, you've, you've got a point, you haven't lost. So it's a step forward when you, if, you, if you're struggling at any given time, you know. Yeah. Hopefully it'll do something for confidence, but probably not defensively. I think defensively, yeah, yeah. probably yeah. inviting a team on is dangerous, isn't it? All day long. All day, not unless you've got, you know, a wonder side that, that is able to do that. Um, we're the same. West Ham. We can't hold on to it. We can't say, what well, we'll hold on to this 2-1-0 lead or 1-0 lead. We can't. Because we let so many goals in in the 90, 91st, 92nd, 93rd minute, um, we do exactly the same. So, and you know, it's always the best quality. Just push forward, go for it. You know, two one up, go three one up. Or two one. Yeah, that would have been good advice. <laughs> we didn't quite, <laughs> didn't quite manage that. You're, you're a West Ham fan. We're talking about defensive um, players. I'd really be interested just for a West Ham perspective on Kurt Zuma. 
Uh, he's pulled out of the game today before kickoff. Do you think he should have been in the squad anyway, or is that something that you think, you know, it's it's a non-footballing matter like David Moyes had said? Um, yeah, it's a non-football. I agree, it's a non-football thing, but it's a public figure thing, isn't it? And these guys are public yeah. figures. You know, we have the, you know, the same within the dots. All these guys, if, if we do something wrong, we're a public figure. And basically what you do, I mean, they must have done something wrong because they find it. They find out a quarter million pound or whatever it was. I mean, a week's wages or something stupid like that. But, um, so they, they've obviously seen the wrong in it. Me personally, I think his career is ruined now anyway. I, you know, no one will have him. He's lost all his sponsorships. Yeah. Um, and Moyes said before, well, Moyes said afterwards, that he had a tummy bug. That's why they pulled him out and all the rest of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we can all say through that. Um, no, I don't think he should have played. And, uh, you know, it's just pure stupidity what he's done. Absolutely stupid. Cruelty as well. Um, to the cat who's got no saying it at all. But it's just, no, nah, you shouldn't, shouldn't be doing things like that. And uh, no, it certainly shouldn't be involved with anything. Personally, that's me personally. I don't think you should be. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the wrong thing to do. I presume by stomach buggy meant that he was shitting himself playing in front of uh, an away crowd. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you never know. They're just going yeah. to murder him, aren't they? Yeah, um, I, I imagine, like you say, that if uh, if anyone of the people you've seen have done something similar to that, you'd have had a call from Barry Hearn saying, look, you're not going to be on the stage on Thursday night. I would have had a call from Barry Hearn saying, thanks ever so much for what you've done over the last few years, but goodbye. And, and that's what would have happened, I'm sure. That's what would have happened, I'm sure. You can't, you know, not to say you're a public figure. It's not as though, you know, you're the bloke playing football over on the park on a Sunday where no one really sees it. Or in inverted commas, some people don't even care. But when you're a public figure, you've got to be squeaky clean, and it's as simple as that. You know, you, you can't, yeah. you can't do things like that. You've got pretty to well put that, Steve. And uh... oh, sorry, I lost you again there. Uh, no, 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 not at all. I'm sort of But yeah, you just got to be squeaky clean, really, Mark. You know. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's pretty well put there, Stephen, isn't it? Um, the way that Russ has just put that. Any any further thoughts? No, just uh, I don't think he was... Uh, I don't think he was ill, um, uh, you know, missing the game for that. He'd be a bit of a pussy and then he'd have to kick himself, wouldn't he? So... <laughs> Um, oh, <laughs> here every Friday, boom, boom. Oh, <laughs> listen on, on our show, uh, Russ, we, we play a bit of a weekly quiz, uh, called Last Man Standing. So, basically, there's a quiz question, uh, it's going to be today regarding Leicester and West Ham to make it uh, a little bit fairer. If you get an answer wrong, then you are out, and then it carries on till there's one person left. Um, this is either going to go quite well or it's going to be over quite quickly because I'm not sure if it's an easy one or not. But since the Premier League era started in 1992, there's been 13 players that have played for both Leicester City and West Ham United. Um, I've only got up to 2015. I don't think there's been any since then. 
and I'd like you to name them. And I'll start with you, Russ, if that's all right. Want me to name them? Just one. Just one. One. Just one. one. Oh, yeah. Right, well, you're going to... I'll tell you what, I'm going to be totally buggered straight away. So, that's me, yeah. I can't tell you one at the moment. <laughs> I'll, do you know what? I'll come to you last then. I'll, I'll see if we get the... Uh, <laughs> this is, this is going to be a challenge. Steve, come on, give me something. Tony Cotty. Thank you. There's now 12. Ian? That was the only one I think I could name. So I think I'm going to join the same club as Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies for this. Tom? No, I'm struggling as well. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I resign. I resign from doing this anymore. This is me done. <laughs> The week that the podcast has been signed is the end of my uh, tenure here, I think, after this. Have you got anything for me, Tom? Have you got anything that might sound like tall from chess or anything that's similar, sounds similar to <laughs> Paul Kajeski? Is that what we're oh, Tom's still in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Paul, life. Paul Kajeski scored a wonder goal in the FA Cup final, didn't he, for West Ham? Uh, in the 3-3, I think. Was it 4-3? Sorry, the uh, Gerard final. No idea. Do you know that? How okay. awful is that? <laughs> that is awful. It was the one. It was the one where West Ham were winning three one. I'm pretty sure he scored a great goal. Steve, have you got another yeah, one? Might well have been. Might well have been. Probably not got another one. Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let, let me run through the correct answers. And I need to figure out how we're going to get, get another 20 minutes from this show tonight. Then. <laughs> the Q&A is going to be a little bit longer. Um, so we've got Andy Impey, who played for West Ham between 97 and 98 in Leicester for six years after that. Celes, Celes Ferdinand, 2003 oh, at West Ham. 2003 oh, and four. Uh, Brian Dean, similar times to um, David Connolly, uh, Irish striker, played for West Ham and then signed for Leicester after that. Uh, Rufus Brevet, I don't think I'd have got that. Chris Powell, who played at West Ham for a season. Clive Clark, the player that had a heart attack at halftime at Nottingham Forest there uh, all those years ago. He was at West Ham for a season. Sean Newton, I think he got banned, didn't he? For, for something or other. Uh, Paul Koncheski, John Pantsil, Nobby Solano, and Matthew Whipson is the list. Whipson oh, is the list. Yeah. Listen, all, all I can promise to all of you is that I'll try harder. You've just got to make it easier for us, Mark. I'm going to say, try easier. <laughs> now, basically, we should have done let's just name players that have played for West Ham or less. That would have been the Premier League era. Yeah, we might have struggled with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've I've got a few questions for you, Russ. I put this out to a, a Facebook group. That's a really good group. It's called Dart and Distraction. It's got over 5,000 members. Uh, oh. And actually what it is, is a, is a group around men's mental health um, and people playing darts to improve their men's mental, to improve their mental health. And mm. it's a really good group. And I was delighted that when I put that on there, there's loads of people saying they're going to listen to the show, but they also have lots of questions for, for you. So question number one for you is, who's louder, Gerwin Price, or Michael Van Gerwen? <laughs> Very good. Um, 
probably uh, Michael Van Gogh. Probably. Does it annoy you when they do that on the stage? Say it again. Does it annoy you when they give it all the uh, all the antics on the stage? No, no, no. It, it, you've got to be yourself. You've got to be. You've got to be a character. Um, yeah. It's how far you, it's how far you draw the line on it. You know what I mean? It's, it's when it becomes yeah. a celebration or it becomes um, gamesmanship. You know, that, that's that's the thing we look for. I mean, they can jump around and do what they like. It doesn't matter as long as they keep it within within the rules. But certainly, yeah. probably my with his whoosh, I would have said. Yeah, with his whoosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other side of that, though, and this isn't something that anyone's put in, the, yep. the dance crowds are very, very passionate, aren't they, and very noisy themselves. That really has strayed far away from the, the game that you probably got into. Does that frustrate you at all, or is it one of those things that you think, you know, give the guys a chance to throw? Yeah, uh, uh, the worst thing is, is, is someone whistling. That's what does. Yeah. that goes through. You know, someone whistling on someone's throat. That that I, I I can't stand. You know, when you've got a general, you know, stand up if you love the dance and all that. You know, uh, going yeah. on. Um, it, it's it's just part of the noise. Um, it, it's just one clown that will whistle. Or, you know, um, I'm not yeah. a fan of the booing of Gerwin Price either. You know, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, you know? he's. Um, He's a, he's a lovely guy. Trust me, he's a lovely fella. They all are. They're all lovely guys. They're up there. They're, you know, they're running their they're running their calls. So uh, you shouldn't be doing anybody. And I'm not a great fan of that. So you know, as best you can when you can, you just try and calm that down a bit. Let's go with Price. Completely different off the stage. Having said so, that, he's quite he's quite a mellow character on the stage nowadays, isn't he? He's he's calmed himself. Well, he's had to. He's calmed himself down, and he's done him. He's done him well. Where he's calmed down, you know, he, he, he concentrates now more on his dark throne and his celebration. So, yeah, he's, um, uh, like I say, off the hockey, he talks very quietly, you know, as, as a, he's a, like I say, his family man, his wife and his and his children always down there. And he's, he's, he's just a smashing, smashing leg. He really is a lovely leg. Yeah, good. Uh, someone here has put, um, where's your favourite fish and chips? Where, which time, <laughs> which place Fish and chips that's on the uh... you know, and someone I know where that is. I'll just come back from ten well, come back from ten reef sort of a week or so ago. And uh, there's a place out there called Scampi's in uh, Las Americas. And I met the guy out there many years ago, Chris Murphy, and, and his mum and dad, and they own Scampi's. And I took Eric Bristow there, Phil Taylor's been there and everything. Um it is absolutely Gorgeous. So well, we only was only out there for three or four days with my wife. So, <laughs> so uh, I got hold of Chris and said, look, mate, we're coming up with some fish and chips. And uh, that's what we're coming up here, fish and chips, a pint of beer. And it was absolutely, it's the best fish and chips I've ever had. It's fantastic. Scampi's in uh, Los, in uh, Las Americas, in Tenerife. There we go. We'll be able to put that back out to the listeners and they'll be able to go. Yeah, my mum's going to Tenerife in a couple of weeks. Mum, go to, go there in Las Americas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, where's your favourite tournament someone else has put? Favourite tournament is the match play in Blackpool. That, that's my favourite. Yeah. And it's the most honest tournament as well because it's it's uh, match play, it's legs and not sets. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you can lose more legs but win more sets, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, where's, where's match play? And, of course, the time of year and uh, and where it is, well, Blackpool, Blackpool's a good place for the venue as well. And the Winter Gardens is absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my favourite one. That's one I've enjoyed. Final one for you then. Um, someone's asked, have you ever had to disqualify anyone as a referee? 
No, no, never had to. I've had word with a few, but I've never had to disqualify anybody. No, no. That's not, sort not, that out, then, isn't it? Uh, not in that sense. No, I haven't. No. Okay, great. Listen, let's move on in midweeks on Thursday night. They play Randers in the European Conference League. Obviously, West Ham have stayed in the Europa League. We've been relegated a division to, to the next level. Steve, how are you feeling about the game on Thursday? Do you think it's a game we need to really care about or is it one that we just sort of need to get out of the way? I think we should care about it. It's all we've got to go for now this season. Um, I mean, there's already people writing off this season. You know, we've had so many injuries. We're still getting players injured like today and, and James Justin. And um, uh, maybe it's a way for, for Farner and Evans and Vardy to get some fitness back if we get past Randers. Um, it's all we've got to play for. Really, it is, isn't it? We're not going to get into the top seven this year, I don't think. Much chance of that. So... The only thing we've got left to play for. Right, and glad you've joined us because I believe you've got a lot of knowledge on Randers. Absolutely. <laughs> I know how to spell it. <laughs> I know it's not Rangers. <laughs> but I'm going to try yeah, we'll and get down there on Thursday. Let's go. You're going to go not, down, are you? Yeah, I've not been there for a couple of years. I'm going to try and get down on Thursday. Some tickets for sales on general sales. So I should try and come down. Yeah. So, but again, like Steve, I think we should absolutely, you know, we should we should go for this. I think we should uh, give it our best and take it quite seriously. You said a tournament's a tournament, isn't it? Oh, and absolutely. Tom, and a trophy's it, a trophy. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, and we've become quite good at winning them in recent years, haven't we, Tom? So you take that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, like like the other guys, I've got no knowledge about uh, Randers at all. But you know, I think we've just got to put out a decent side, get ahead, and then we can kind of shuffle the pack a bit. Maybe I'll come to the wrong person, um, sort of first. Here. Russ, have you ever been to anywhere called Randers in Denmark? No, no, no. no Denmark, yeah. I've not heard of that. To be honest with you. That was my last hope. I was hoping you got there with Andy Impey and Matt Upson. And, uh, it, it was all just a big ploy to make me look a bit silly. Never mind. <laughs> uh, you guys are still in the you're still in the Europa League, aren't you? Who have you got in the next round? Do you know what? I've got no idea. Absolutely no idea. I, it, it's funny because um, as much as I don't follow the boys, this last two or three seasons... Um, I've got to be honest, I know we've had like the COVID and all the such like, but the, the, just prior to 2019, I spent about 60 days at home. So I was away for 300 days in the year. And you tend to lose track of bits and pieces. And again, I've not sort of kept up with what I should have done with, with the boys. So I'm not uh, 100%. You've got the right answer anyway, because I haven't got anyone yet, because they won the group. They don't find out who they get oh, right. after the next round. So they're, they're, they're fine. But some big teams in the Europa League still. There's Borussia Dortmund and Barcelona and Napoli, um, who we know about because we played them, uh, Leipzig. So it's, it's a good tournament, that is. Some good away days there, I imagine, as well, if you can, if you can keep going. So you never know. Um, that takes us on to, to next Sunday, Steve. We, we've got Wolves away. That is a big game, isn't it? I know we've just skipped over Randomness there really quickly. Um, how much, it's, it's a relative local derby, but how much should we be for next Sunday? Um, I think after the florist debacle, they need to be up for every game. Um, if they want a future in Leicester, as, as 
I'm assuming that Rogers is going to stay uh, and not get sacked or not choose to leave. And I think um, if players don't put the effort in over the over the remainder of the season, some of them some of them will be up for sale. I think in the summer. So I think it's I think it's really important. What um, Russ said earlier about look, go away from home, get a point, win at home. We've not been winning at home, so we've got to start picking up some points on the road, haven't we? Definitely, definitely. That's that's if if you're not doing it at home, you've got to do it away. You, well, you've got them from summer. You say you've got Wolves next week. Yeah, yeah. Wolves away. Yeah, uh, again, that's, that's a derby. That's, that's a derby in my house. That one is. Yeah. Wolves, it's 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 <laughs> step, stepson likes Wolves, so I need oh, to. Does he really? Not lose. Yeah, need to not lose the bragging rights in there. I'll in tell you what, is, it, is it a Mario? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, we we was there in November because I was down at the Grand Slam and I could have gone down which is um, in Wolves. Um, the hotel we staying at is virtually next to the ground, and uh, the Wolves players come to the hotel at their breakfast in the Saturday morning off they go, and we went down there and played them and ended up getting turned over. So. Uh, you know, Wolves, um, again, Wolves at Molyneux, and they played well today. I turned Spurs over today, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're a good side. They are a good side, you know. It's, uh... Were you smiling a bit? Smiling a bit there, weren't you, when you said they turned Spurs over today? I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got so many guys that are, that are Spurs fans. I mean, Mike, you mentioned Wayne Mardell earlier on. Um, yeah. And, as I was saying, I'll rib him left, right and centre when, when they get done. And also, I've got quite a few other lads that follow, follow Spurs. So, I, uh, it's good on my phone today because they've, they've, they've ribbed me for years. So, uh, it's good to get yeah. them. Yeah, it's you've got to give it back, haven't you? You've got to give it back to them. Would you? Was it you that started that? Was it you that started that Tottenham get battered everywhere they go song that everyone sings for like six I hours now? I wouldn't it? <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> What, what are your thoughts on Sunday and, and uh, Molly? That's going to be a real tough one, isn't it? They, they are flying. He's just one manager of the month and they've won again today. Absolutely, it's going to be a tough one. I haven't actually thought too much about it, really, but I think after today, you know, we should have some more confidence for next week, which is why I also think it's quite important we take Thursday quite seriously. So a bad result on Thursday, a nil-nil draw or something like that, would not help Sunday out at all. So that's why I'm quite keen that we... You know, continue to take every game very seriously, continue to, to build upon, get more confidence out of it. So, yeah, it, it'd, almost, be, it'd almost be great on Thursday to deal with that tie, wouldn't it, in the first? Yeah, get a three or four nil win or something like that under our belt. And a couple of goals for the, uh, you know, some players that maybe want, no, Daku again, maybe, Ilanachu, get them back on the score sheet again. Get them more confidence, get them back in. Without being too sensationalist about this, we've got 27 points. We're six points ahead of Newcastle now. If we don't start picking up points the next three or four games, could we be dragged into a relegation battle? I think we could, yes. Yes. Yeah, I think we should be very, very careful. I think we should look at over our shoulders. And seriously, I mean, Newcastle yeah. picking up a few goals. Everton uh, looked like they might be turning after yesterday's result back into uh, some better results. So, yeah, I think there's not a lot of points for Spurs then, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I think you'd be all right, actually. I mean, Norwich have what, 17 points? They've got to get, to, I can't see Norwich getting 10 points, if I'm being honest. 
of a UBI candidate. What, another 10, sorry? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would need to get another I'm... 10 games they've got left. I'm just trying to look at the table. I've got it in front. Well, there's 15 games left, and they've got to get 10 points to equal you. Nah, I, I don't think it'd be anywhere near relegation. Really the, really the fact that's even a question, though, tells you where we're at at the moment, doesn't it, Russ? <laughs> well, it, you're actually mid-table, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, it, it, it's, uh, you've only got to get a couple of results, and, and then, you know, the, that lot down the bottom there, Burnley-Watford, uh, Norwich, Newcastle, any of those, and, and you're going to be, you'll be fine. You'll be, I just can't see that being a problem. I think we've got the bottom three there anyway, in Norwich, Watford and Burnley. That's what I think we're going you look at our, our fixtures, Tom, as we go through now. So we spoke a little bit around Wolves and we've got, yeah. after that, Burnley, Leeds and then Arsenal and Brentford. Um, so there are games there where you think we should be picking up some points. What we want really to do is to put this to bed, put this to bed over the course of the next three or four weeks uh, and then start preparing for next season. Yeah, I mean, you would have thought we'd uh, we'd be able to pick up some points, but some of those uh, teams have given us some problems in the first half of the season, haven't they? So, um, I mean, we've just got to make something out of the Wolves game, to be honest. I mean, I know they've they've picked up some points today against Spurs, who apparently didn't defend very well. And um, what I'd like to see really is is uh, Iheanacho start to be honest for us, because Dakar today, he wasn't making the runs, you know, and he he was really struggling to to find any kind of groove. He wasn't creating any, any outlets. So I think if we play him midweek uh, against Randers and we go again with Ian Acho and see what he can do. It's, it's a good shout, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried about Wolves next week because they are organised, like I said, they don't concede many goals, uh, but set pieces and stuff like that is a real strength for, right. for them. So again, it's about... I think Ian's spot on, you know, when he said about momentum, start getting that habit of winning, because winning is a habit, isn't it, Steve? It's one of those things that you start getting that. It's, remember when we, we had the great escape a few years ago, it started with the West Ham game, uh, where we won 2-1, and then just carried on from there. Yeah, I mean, confidence is still fragile, I think. Um, you can see the frustration in Brendan Rodgers. They're not carrying out his instructions. And... Um, I think if we can get some momentum, then some of that confidence will, will start to come back collectively and and individually. And we need some momentum going into next season, don't we? I mean, if if we end up the season sliding down the table towards the relegation zone, it doesn't augur well for how we're going to start next year. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I'm encouraged by um, the second half today, but... They all say one swallow doesn't make a summer. We've got to keep it going now. But the last two games, I mean, Liverpool, we created nothing, but they did fight. And I think there yeah. was fight there today and a lot better quality in the second half, a bit more courage playing forwards rather than side to side and backwards. So uh, we've got to hope they keep that going and, and they have the confidence and the courage to keep playing like that at Wolves. And you never know, we might spring a surprise and win 2-1 or something. We've got a hope, haven't we? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Guys, we've, we've had our hour. We're, we're out of time for tonight. Um, Russ, I've, I've got to make a really polite request because my daughter today, she's four, has been walking around all day saying, 180. <laughs> can, can, we have, can we have just one? Can we have one from you before you go tonight? Yeah, of course you can. 
Yes. <laughs> I really, yeah, she's got that from me, so I must have been going around saying that because I don't even remember saying it to her. She said, you've, you've got that man on your podcast tonight that does 180. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I tell you at my wedding, we were also doing the Peter Wright dance uh, quite drunkenly for, for a good part of it as well. So, yeah, we love the dance. But thanks so much for joining us tonight. What's on the agenda for you? You've got Belfast this week, you say? Yeah, I've got Belfast on uh, Thursday night, Premier League. Friday night, I'm doing an exhibition with Wayne Marnow in Belfast. Hopefully, I'll get back in time Saturday morning because I've got a flight to Austria. I'm doing a, um, a darts tournament out in Austria on Saturday night and Sunday. Uh, then back home. Then uh, I can't think what I'm doing then. For the, I'll, I'll have to have a look at my diary then because I have to work, I have to work it that way. So it's... Uh, but yeah, so it's keep me ticking over, keep me nice and busy. Exit of Premier League, and then we've got the UK Open at my net. So that's what follows up. Fantastic. At Butlins? At Butlins, yeah, that's it, the one. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, Tom, follow that. What are you up to this week? <laughs> <laughs> Not a great deal, mate. <laughs> Bit embarrassed now. <laughs> <laughs> I, and Ian, you're travelling back from Aberdeen tomorrow, are you? Yeah, yeah I'm going to fly back tomorrow morning, back to Leicestershire and... Uh, a week at home, I haven't been travelling all over the place the last couple of months. So yeah, make sure you meet up for it. Yeah, make sure you meet us for a pint when we're all together in, in April. We've got a, a couple of days together, so you have to come and come and yeah, say hello. Yeah, great. All right, Steve, anything from you? No, not a lot. So I've, I've got colleagues up this week, actually flying in tomorrow evening. So uh, we've got a few meetings here in the in the sauna or the log cabin. And then I'm off to Dublin next week, and then I'll uh, I'll be off to Belfast for the three weeks after that, I think. Yeah. And then right. I might be off to Tenerife. I might try and get a sneaky few days in Tenerife, and if I do, I'll have to look up Scampies and see what. Definitely. Scampies. Scampies is the place to go. Trust me. This show has been sponsored by Scampies. No. <laughs> guys thanks so much for your time tonight it's been an absolute pleasure i hope you've enjoyed listening uh, but that's it for another episode of it's 11 it's heaven for jamie vardy and we'll speak to you again next time
Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.